All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Why did the Oilers recall Devin Shore? Why is it 12 o'clock mountain time and we don't have any waiver news yet? We wait. Let's get into it with the lead. Who knows? Who knows what the Edmonton Oilers are going to be doing? I'm sitting here staring at my Twitter, waiting to give you potential waiver news the second it drops. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. As always, coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio, three locations in Edmonton. St. Albert Mall, Shored Park Mall, and Kingsway Mall. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Hopefully our internet holds up today as well. Uh, You guys are active in the uh, Nation Network YouTube chat. We're also streaming on Facebook and Twitter. Chris Walkling was in with the first comment. I missed the show yesterday to do a three-hour training session. That sounds terrible. And it made me realize I'd rather watch the Oilers get blown up by the Habs than do that training again. Yeah, that that about checks out. That about checks out. Um, Okay. We are still waiting. It's 12.01. We haven't had anyone tweet out waiver news yet from anywhere in the NHL. The Oilers called up Devin Shore. All three of Yesopul Yarvi, Derek Ryan, Warren Fogle, Kyler Yamamoto, all four, I should say, were on the ice today. Kyler Yamamoto, according to Ryan Rashog, delivered a hard hit on Brett Kulak. And Rashog took that as like, uh, he's ready to go. You don't lay a big hit in practice unless you're 100% ready to go. Uh, Gregor says the Oilers recalled Shore because Clem Costin's not quite ready to go. Costin was on the ice today, though. And the other thing, too, I know some people have, have speculated on this a little bit. Oh, if you put Costin on LTIR, what does it do? Doesn't give you enough space. Doesn't mm-hmm. solve the cap crunch. Today, or I 
guess maybe tomorrow is a bit of a breaking point here in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers want to do. And uh, it's 12.02. We're still waiting to see if there's any news on that front. So the second that happens, we are going to give it to you. Um, it's just that Devin Shore coming back up is really interesting because that tells me, you know, yes, Costin's not ready, but Yamamoto's probably ready to go on Wednesday. There, there has to be a corresponding move. There was a, I think it was our friend Ryan Holt who tweeted yeah. out yesterday that in Bakersfield, they have too many veterans so there might be a thing there too where there's just too many veterans on the team where one of them has to sit out. And if Devin Shaw is kind of that guy, then that's what it is. No yes, a RV on waivers. Just one player on waivers today in the NHL. And it's actually Wayne Simmons in Toronto, who is a player that when he was on waivers earlier in the year, we had heard the Oilers debated it and thought about putting in a claim for Wayne Simmons as a part of their, you know, wanting to get tougher um, in the bottom six kind of thing. Elliot Friedman says, Simmons on waivers. I believe this is a paper transaction. So maybe a sign that something else is going on in Toronto. But as for Edmonton, yes, Apuliarvi, not on waivers. Both players from yesterday cleared waivers, by the way. That'd be Spencer Martin and Axel Johnson Fallaby. Um, yeah, so no Apuliarvi today. That's the news I thought we were getting. Um, so you're fully expecting that to go down? I thought it was going to happen today, but I. Could it just be a thing that happens tomorrow? I'm not sure Give of the specifics time. on the cap with all of that. Um, but I mean, you could always just send back shore tomorrow. But the idea, like someone has to go down if, if Kyler Yamamoto is playing tomorrow. And all reports are Kyler Yamamoto is playing tomorrow. Um, so Pugliarvi stays at the club for now. We'll see what the next 24 hours holds. I think if you were going to put him on waivers, you would have done it today and gotten it kind of all but sorted out. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the interesting thing is too from practice today that there was no Leon Dreisaitl or Evander Kane. Yeah, so, neither of those guys seem to have got hurt at any point, right? Not that I've noticed. Like Kane obviously got in the fight against Ottawa, so maybe there's something there, but he obviously played against played the Montreal. Game, yeah. Dreisaitl's not really been the same since coming back from the All-Star break, so yeah. is there something lingering with him that they're giving him a day off? Could that be like a reason why Pugliavi is still on this roster? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So these were the lines at practice. Gregor says to keep in mind, no dry sidle or cane. So that top line, McDavid, new time and Kate McLeod, Yanmark, Fogel, Holloway, Ryan, Yamamoto, Costin, Shore, Pugliarvi. So if Costin's not ready, he's skating online with Pugliarvi. Expect him to be a scratch. That what's listed as the fourth line there, I expect to not be a factor. And that would mean you got nine guys up top and dry settling Kane give you 11 skaters. So that would appear to be the group of 11 the Oilers are going to go with when they take to the ice tomorrow against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. We'll have a full short for giant pregame show for you then. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some. I. You can't. If that's your lineup, you can flash it back up, Aaron. If it's these nine with dry settling Kane to give you 10 and 11, you're not cap compliant because Pugliarvi as a scratch and Shore as a scratch puts you well over the cap. So I don't know what they're going to do. I honestly don't know. I thought it was going to be Pugliarvi on waivers today. I was fully expecting that to come down. Maybe they think they have a deal for him or maybe they do have a deal for him and we're going to see a trade in the next 24 hours. But the point is between now and 12.05 Mountain Time tomorrow. If Yamamoto's back, someone's off the roster or someone's on LTIR. But I don't, I, Dry Settle and Kane, they didn't leave the game early. Like there's nothing yeah. there. You're not going to put Dry Settle on LTIR just to keep your cap situation simple and keep Pulley on the roster. Like that wouldn't make sense. Especially where they are in, 
in the yeah. standings right now. It's too close to yep. be playing someone like that, that unless he obviously really needs to go yeah. on. Then you just got to do it. But yeah, I don't know. The it's going to be an interesting 24, 48 hours for the other side because they got to mm-hmm. make a decision. This we've literally been waiting for this to happen since yep. Evander Kane went down. <laughs> Yeah, we knew something had to give. Uh, let's go back to the Nation Network YouTube chat. Our guy Rusty is in because he says his class got canceled. There you nice. go. That works out well. Um, Guitar Maniac says there's funny business going on. I mean, I thought there was, but I guess not. Sergeant Battle, I'm telling you, Connor is running practice while Kane meets with Eric Carlson to bury the hatchet and dry to confirm Kane has been a good boy since joining the Oilers. I mean, <laughs> maybe. I, I mean... Sure. That was something that got in the way of a Ryan Reeves deal, right? Was his yeah. past with the Vander Kane. So, um, yeah. Tyler Mulek can't wait for the Sam Lafferty and Orlov trades, followed by that My Hands Were Tied press conference. Dollar in, dollar out, blah, blah, blah. Also thinking, what if we just went and got Kulak and Carlson? I mean, I, I don't mind Dmitry Orlov, but that's a really hard deal to make salary cap-wise as well. Um Wayne Simmons on waivers, like I said earlier, I don't expect anything there. Friedman says it's a paper move. It might be one of those things where, remember when Spezza went on waivers and his oh, agent yeah. just like sent out the note being like, if you claim him, he will retire. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably be. the same thing with Wayne Simmons. Where it's like, if you claim him, he's not coming. He's retiring. I think, uh, I want to just go back to that Olaf comment and the Lafferty. Mm-hmm. If that is what happens... I don't think that's the end of the world for the Edmonton Oilers. That wouldn't I think be that like legit makes them better. It makes them better. It doesn't make them Eric Carlson better. No, and I get that, not. but that also doesn't cost you Eric Carlson mm-hmm. in terms of what you have to send out the door. Like Dmitry Orlov, 5.1 million pending UFA. Isn't it hilarious? I'm, we're just on cap friendly right now, but looking at that Washington defense, every player on their defense is either a UFA or an RFA at the end of the season. They're going to. They, you wow. can't get rid of all of them. My point is, I think Orlov is a candidate to sign an extension there. It's also worth noting he has a five-team no-trade list, so you don't know. Whenever you see a trade list that's like between five to seven teams, usually a safe bet that it's littered with Canadian teams. Yeah, unless that one Canadian team has like three or four Russian players on it to yeah. try and sway it. But yeah, I, Or it's I, like the Leafs. Yeah, but Nick Jensen's on there. One of them, right? He was a free agent. Yep. The year. There's options. I'm just saying I would love Eric Carlson on the Edmonton Oilers, but if we do grab two depth pieces, it's not a bad thing for the Oilers. No, yeah, I want Holland aim higher as well. Um, Tyler Mulek, those trades don't make us better than the Avs or the Lightning. Yeah, no, they don't. Like, you need to move more. I would also argue, and I made this point yesterday on Twitter, that like just Eric Carlson probably doesn't make you better than the Tampa Bay Lightning either. It gets you a hell of a lot closer, but I think you need to, you're more than one piece away still. And I think that's just the unfortunate reality with this Oilers team is they need to make multiple ads. I want Ken Holland to make those multiple ads. I'm not sitting here saying like he's going to sit on his hands for the entire deadline and only give you Sam Lafferty. I think there's more to it than that. And there will be more to it than that. Um, but Gavin's just sending us a note, upper body injury for Leon Dreisaitl. Um, that Jason Greger saying, uh, no Oilers on waivers. Drysaddle has a nagging upper body injury, which is interesting because we thought it was a lower body injury early in the season. Uh, Gregor says, yeah. I'm unsure how serious it is as far as missing games. Again, like if it's a nagging upper body injury, I don't see them saying we're good without Leon for 21 days. How does that work on the cap if he goes to the IR? He's just still on the cap, right? Yeah, okay. a normal IR doesn't give you cap relief. It only relieves a roster spot. So that wouldn't help either. It's like, if dry is the solution here, it's because it's LTIR. Um, Jay Woodcroft is via Tom Gazzola, says it was maintenance stays for both. Tim Gazzola says Kane's dinged up. Drysaddle may be a little under the weather. Expects them. Woodcroft expects them to both play tomorrow. 
there you go. And that conversation not happening. There you go. So something's got to give back to the point. Something's got to give in the next 24 hours here with the Edmonton Oilers. Maybe it'll be a trade. Maybe it'll be someone we don't expect going on waivers tomorrow. You guys are getting along great. I see in the chat, a lot of Eric Carlson talk. That is, we are going to look back on this two week run of our lives as the Eric Carlson era, right? If he like, I'm yeah, I'm not expecting him to come here. I don't think there will ever be a real Eric Carlson era in Edmonton. This is the Eric Carlson era. Yeah, I. Uh, it's gonna take so much to get him here. So this is the yep. best we get. It's been it's a good little run yep. we've had for the yeah, last two sure. days. Good view count. Yeah, I mean, you guys love when we do the trade talk stuff, which is why coming up a little bit later on in the show, we're going to do a little deadline matchmaker. Uh, Tyler Mulek says, Chikrin and Ryan O'Reilly slash Taves makes us better than anybody in the league. I agree with that. Yes. I, I think it would. I don't know if they have the assets to get both of those or all of those pieces, right? So I would love to see Ryan O'Reilly. I think Ryan O'Reilly alone puts you very close to Colorado's level just in terms of how good your offense would be and how solid your top nine would be from parts one through nine. Um, but yeah, as Cato says, Carlson is the new chicken in the chat and we can open up that conversation right now. It's been going around Twitter like crazy. We're going to be breaking it down on Oilers nation radio later today as well. I again, will just go back to it's being talked about and the Oilers have clearly made a call as they should. When a player that good gets up on the trade market, you make a call, you find out what the deal is. I also think there's a lot of we'll call it, let's go misinformation out there. It's going to take three first round picks to get Eric Carlson. I don't believe that to be true. Mike Greer himself, the GM of the Sharks, came out and said, that's not the case. A lot of talk that, oh, there's only 20%. They'll only retain up to 20%. Pierre Lebrun today said, that's not true. A bunch of insiders have said that's not true. Frank Cervalli. So what is the actual cost dollar-wise and asset-wise to get an Eric Carlson here? Let's talk about what our friend Bob Stoffer threw out the other day. I think um, I think when these tr- tweets happen, uh, sorry, not tweets, these trade rumors happen, mm-hmm. we all just throw everything at it. Yep, and the, that's just not how the NHL works. Like I'm not sitting there saying Eric Carlson is not going to cost you a lot, but he's not going to cost you half your roster. There's guys no. yesterday trading Fogel, Pogliavi, and Yamamoto. That just doesn't make any sense to the Oilers at all. Why would you trade? It doesn't make sense to the win? San Jose Sharks. Yes, that's also a part of it too. Like I agree. The Oilers are going to have to give up some money in this. They're going to have to give us some players we probably don't want to let go yep. of. But you're also getting a guy who has 73 points this season and he's walking away with the Norris Trophy. Like It's it's very interesting. I My point is, it's not going to be as crazy mm-hmm. as we think it's going to be. Bob Stoffer's idea, and again, I just saw this on Twitter. Don't listen to the show because we have our show at the same time. Yep. Thank you, everyone who chooses us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Stoffer saying the Oilers' offer for Carlson would be this year's first, Evan Bouchard, Xavier Borgo, and two contracts, Barry Plus, probably Barry and Pugliarvi. So let's just live in that hypothetical, where it's a first this year, Bouchard, Borgo, Barry, and yes, a Pugliarvi. I Tyson Barry is no longer capped up. That's not a guy who you are shopping to other teams and saying, hey, will you take him off our hands for free? That guy has value. If they wanted to trade Barry this coming off season, I think they get something for him. And like, I'm not saying they get a first round pick for him. I could see him getting like a second round pick and a roster player. I think Tyson Barry, he's been a top 10 point producer in terms of defensemen in the NHL for the past 18 months. That guy has value. 
And I, I think we greatly undervalue what he actually brings to this team. Mm-hmm. He's a, like you yeah. said, like he's a, he's a legit player. And yep. he's he how many points here? He's just under a point per game or something like that this year, right? Yeah. Like he's got some value. He's fifth I, on the Oilers in scoring. The reason he's on this is because of his money, obviously. 100%. But Tyson Berry has value. So I think just saying, oh, we're going to include him in the package to the Sharks. Let's go a layer deeper. Why would San Jose want him? Yeah. Like, w- unless they're going to flip him. And I think in that case, you're probably looking at a three team deal of some sorts, which makes this even more complicated because now you got to find a taker for Barry. That's going to bring you back some sort of an asset. You're probably throwing that asset right over to San Jose. Like if you could get, here's the Carlson deal I would do. And this might be where I draw the line or close to it. Okay. You're going to move Barry because it's a big improvement going from Barry to Carlson. I'm not sacrificing Barry and Bouchard off this active roster because what are you going to run? Your 3D for a playoff run are going to be Carlson, CC, DeHarnay. That's an, you're not deep enough there with just those three. Mm-hmm. So I keep Bouchard, fully understanding that you know maybe having Bouchard on the same roster as Carlson for the next four years is redundant, pointless. Don't care. I'll deal with that in the offseason. I'm not giving up the value of Evan Bouchard as well as the spot Tyson Barry plays on this roster and the value he has and Borgo, and a first. That's just too much for me. But if you could flip Barry for, say, a second, Mm -hmm. I would do a first, a second, and Borgo. For Carlson. For Carlson. That's not the three first-round picks or equivalent value that the San Jose Sharks apparently want. Or, you know what, I I would be tempted to do the next two firsts in Borgo if I'm getting a second back and a Barry deal. Yeah, I would be intrigued by that, I suppose. I do think the others will have to send maybe like a an actual roster forward back and maybe you could get Pooley RV probably yeah. as a captain. And maybe you could even get someone back from San Jose who's just like a depth forward perhaps. Like Gregor I brought up Greg, the name Le- Steven Lorenz. Yeah, Lorenz is one. I think that could sure. work perhaps, but yeah, it's just I like I said, it's not gonna be as crazy as we expect. I do believe the others will have to give up at least a first mm-hmm. and likely one of their former first round picks that he's not playing in the NHL today. Probably. And the other thing too, people keep throwing out like, oh, you're just going to package up $7 million worth of stuff and then trade it to San Jose and they're going to retain Carlson down. So for San Jose, there's no financial reason to do this deal if you're just moving out Carlson's $11 million. And I get down the road, those contracts are going to expire quicker and all of that. So down the line, there's some some value there. But I just think this deal happening is a straight up Oilers and Sharks swap. I, I can't see that one. Original Puzar, who's, uh, val- whose opinion we do value on the show. He's very smart. If both Bush and Barry are gone, then Gudis is the secondary acquisition. With that said, Bush is so high potential, it'd be very hard to move them. And I'll address the first part of that here and carry on to that conversation. So yeah, you're moving Bouchard and Barry in this hypothetical that we're currently dealing with with Eric Carlson, right? Now your right side, needs a, you need to fill a spot. Well, you've already moved Borgo. You've moved Bouchard. You've moved to first. You've moved Pugliarvi. What are you using to get that next piece? So now you're sacrificing another pick there. So let's say it takes a third to get Radko Gudis. Where are you getting the money for that? Because you've already burned two cap dumps in Pugliarvi and Barry. So now you need to find a home for Fogel. Well, if you're going to find a home for an extra year of Fogel, that might take an asset. Like we've speculated, if it's going to be Fogel and something for Nyquist, it's probably going to have to be a second or third round pick to facilitate that deal because Fogel's extra year. So how are you finding the cap space to bring in another right shot D? And guess what? Now you're looking at a forward group. Again, we're walking down like the trade tree here and how these moves work. So your right side is now better in the grand scheme of things because you're running CC, Gudis, and Carlson at the top. 
Deharnay is your fourth. Okay, your right side's better. Mm-hmm. You have no more cap dumps because Pugliarvi and Fogel are now gone to make these other two deals happen. So you're pressed right up against the cap. Your right side is better. You've sacrificed now Borgo and Bouchard and the first and a couple more picks to make all this stuff happen. And your forward group is now lacking in depth. What's going to happen when you run into injury problems? Yep, because it's going to happen. It, guys are going to get banged up on a playoff run. So now you've sacrificed Pugliarvi and Fogel. Now Devin Shore is an everyday player for you or close to it because you haven't brought in another layer of depth. And uh, yeah, you, idea. yeah, great idea, right? <laughs> but you see like the problem we're running into with all of this stuff is it takes so much off your active roster to get Eric Carlson. And then you have to fill the hole that you've made in your active roster, at least on the blue line. And that takes sacrificing more salary cap space and more cap dumps up top. And you're not getting extra pieces to fill those spots. So now your forward group is even more weaker and the depth there isn't as strong. You haven't addressed anything up front at all. Now, instead of the 12 forwards you currently have, you're down to 10 and you have no picks, no cap space. So you're running into the playoffs with a weaker forward group. And is that sacrifice worth along with all the future assets you've now given up? And a guy like Bouchard, you've spent a lot of time and you've developed this guy. Is all of that sacrifice worth it to get the upgrade from Barry to Carlson? And yes, this season, Eric Carlson, like you said, will win the Norris Trophy. I get it. 100%. And I love the idea of him being an oiler. Like, I don't want this to come off. And I know there was a clip that went around yesterday and people were ripping me and I got ratioed for it because I said, just Carlson doesn't make you the lightning because of everything you have to sacrifice. Is the gap from Barry to Carlson massive this year? Yes. What would you have said to that 12 months ago? Yeah. Or like the year before when... Or the year before. The league and yeah. points by a defenseman. Eric Isn't Carlson's 32. Sorry. Yeah, Eric Carlson's great. 32. The idea that a guy who's been injury riddled for the last four seasons or throughout his entire career, you could almost say the idea that this guy from age 33 to 36 or 37 is just going to stay healthy for you every year Mm -hmm. and not dip back down at all. I just you're doing San Jose a favor there. There is a reason they want to move this guy or they're looking at it, right? Island Tony last two seasons, Eric Carlson was half a point a game. Tyson Berry produced on those two seasons. And I get part of it was the Brent Burns thing. You know, there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen there, whatever. They're a struggling team. Carlson coming here. If he gets here at the deadline, he's getting to the 100 point mark this season. He'd be the first D-man in 30 plus years to do that. You're sacrificing so much for a guy who, yes, this year makes you so much better. But I'm telling you, like, there's no guarantee that you get this Eric Carlson, the one that we see on our screen, 73 points in 54 games. There's no guarantee you get him the next three seasons. And you're paying like you're going to get that guy. You're kind of paying what San Jose has just had for the past three seasons, potentially, right? Where like Carlson's not. You never know. You never know. Uh, Sergeant Battle made a good point. San Jose only have have 49 contracts this season. So they would have to move out a bunch of players too to even make this work with the Oilers. That's a really good point by Tristan, yeah. So... So there again, maybe you get Lorenz thrown in and that's your depth because I think he's league minimum or like really close to it. Um, where's Steven Lorenz? He's a million bucks. So a little bit more than maybe you'd like, but he's got an extra year on that deal. Who so, are yeah. the like depth forwards who would be value guys, I guess you could say? Depth forwards, that would be value guys. That could um, actually play. You know who's a guy who's <laughs> fallen out of favor a little bit there who I really like and I know there's been teams asking about him? 
Noah Gregor. I knew you were going to say that. Someone said that to me today on Twitter too. I, I mean, he makes a lot of I sense. I don't think he's untouchable there. He's 24 years old, local guy coming in to do his own. He likes shooting the puck. I think you could do a lot worse than that. He's got some size to him and all that too. Like, I wouldn't mind, like Noah Gregor is a guy, if we're doing a Carlson deal and you're trying to build up or get some more contracts back, six foot, 200 pounds, plays a fairly physical game. Like I said, like shooting the puck. That's a guy I would ask about. I would ask about Steven Lorenz. Other than that, there's no one on, like if they kept half of Nick Benino, sure. But again, this is, we, we are in this complicated, complicated deal. And we just spent, I don't know, 12 minutes talking about this and there's just no, it's just so difficult to do so hard. And people just seem to think it's this very easy, like give up three first for Carlson or like the people in the chat, give up nurse. He's got a no trade clause. Also that's dumb. Like, I don't know. It's people just keep living off this assumption that like Carlson three first Oilers win the Stanley cup. It's like, yeah, man, if that happens, I mean, Jam of the year award for Ken Holland, right? Yeah. But there's so much more to this whole thing. I don't know. I, if the Oilers can somehow pull this off and it all works out, then awesome. Yeah. I think there might be a way if to do it by not giving up as much. But like you said, like if you do have to give up all that stuff, then there's just so many, so many loops you have to jump through. It's uh, just a mm-hmm. difficult one when you can just maybe even go get like a Shane Gosses bear, perhaps. The ghost, yeah, who most people probably haven't seen for years because he's been playing in Arizona, but he is still in the league. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, he's not team stratosphere, Eric Carlson. But the other point I'll make here is, what other teams have we even heard remotely connected to Eric Carlson? It's just Edmonton, man. Like, look around at what the insiders are saying. No one's sitting there being like. Carlson is on the block and the Oilers and the Kraken and this team and that team. And there's five teams bidding for him. No, they're from what we read. There's not. So if the Oilers are the only team like pushing hard or having these conversations, why should you have to give up three first round picks to bail San Jose out of this contract? Sounds like the uh, Duncan Keith situation all over again. (laughs) So if we expect 11 and a half million on the books and the Oilers to move three other guys, there you go. Easy PC. <laughs> Teams that would make sense. Like I actually think the Seattle Kraken would make a decent amount of sense. How with much Eric money do they have available? Right now it'd be tougher. Um, but this offseason they're projected to have 19.3 million. That's without I think that's with the cap only going up a mil. So they'll be north of 20 mil once the cap fully jumps up, which it should be three to four million, a three to four million dollar increase this year. And like again, they you think the Oilers have contracts they could send, like, I mean the Kraken have contracts they could send to to very easily equal 7 million bucks, right? Um, even more than that, because they could stomach more than that. Cap Friendly has their projected deadline cap space at $2.5 million. So you could very easily make that work from a Seattle Kraken perspective. And I think that's an organization who'd probably be itching to get like a brand name star in sell there. Sell some jerseys. Yeah, sell some jerseys, really move the needle. I just, we haven't heard about any other team being like, oh, really hot and horny for Eric Carlson, except the Oilers. And then it's the Oilers and it's like, oh, well, you got to give up all these assets and like deplete your depth and all of that. Uh, Ryan Osmond says, the more Tyler talks about Eric Carlson, the more gray hair he's getting. I really hope I'm a long ways away from gray hair. We're all a little closer than you think. I know. People are saying too how other teams aren't interested because other teams don't need 
uh, right shot defense, uh, first line right shot defense. Everybody wants right shot like, demon. Everybody has a hole to fill. Yeah. Like we're all talking in here, all Colorado, this elite team, which they are, but they're also still trying to replace Nazim Kadri this season. The like, Avs? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like everyone has issues. The, like people are saying the Oilers aren't better than Tampa Bay. I get it. Playoffs are different. The Oilers have been in Tampa Bay twice this season. Yeah, they have. The Oilers are a very good hockey team, and a lot of people don't want to give them credit for how good they actually are. Yes, yeah. Tyson Berry is what he is, but he's also part of that defensive call that took him to the Western Conference Finals last season. Mm-hmm. So I think we all need to take a little bit of a step back and think about what this team actually is yeah. before we're trading literally everybody to try and win the cup. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And if you don't get Carlson, you know, a lot of talk, I think it was Deskra who says, if they don't get Carlson, then um, Gostas Barrett will come here. And like, yeah, you're probably to get Shane Gostas Barrett 50% retained. You're giving up like a second or a third round pick, I think. Or it's like a third Nima line. Like whatever you got to give up to like, it's my point is, I don't know details on that. I'm just spitballing shit for the sake of spitballing it. But the cost is going to be low. So again, let's live in a hypothetical world here because that's what we love doing on this show. Third Nima line and gets you goss to spare at half retained for the season. There's your lefty. There's a guy who moves the puck well. It, again, it's not Eric Carlson. I get that. Eric Carlson's going to win the Norris Trophy this year, but that we, we've murdered that topic today. <laughs> it is dead. It is laying on the ground. It's done. Somebody brought up a, a, maybe a possible destination for Carlson. Who? Uh, this was Peter King. Carolina just said to put Pacioretty on, wave it, on the LTIR. They have 10 million now in cap space. Can I shoot that down with one thing? Go ahead. How well did Burns and Carlson work in San Jose? Well, they would have worked better if they had been given one more year, if you ask me. There you go. <laughs> um, like it, it. So you, if you can get Goss to spare for like a mid-round pick and a, and a C-level prospect or a B-minus level prospect, and you use your first to get you O'Reilly, like, man, O'Reilly... And Gostas Bear and a clean cut where you're not sacrificing Bouchard or Barry or Borgo. Like, I don't know. I just think there's there's other options out there. And there's too many people who just see Carlson's name pop up. 
slam their fist and go, Ken Holland should be fired if he doesn't do it. And it's like, man, I beg you to give me a good realistic trade option for this thing. Cause I just, I don't think it, I don't think it makes sense right now. Fully, fully willing to eat my words if they find a way to get this done. Me too. But if it's like, I, I want it and I don't want it to seem like I don't want Eric Carlson here. Cause I do, but I just want it to make sense. I want someone to explain to me a deal that actually lines up well and is like in the realm of possibilities. Cause right now, if you gave, if you want me to say percentage chance Carlson moves for the deadline, I'm anywhere, not just Edmonton anywhere. I have it at like 5%. And I feel like we're acting like this deal could happen in the next hour. Well, if he was going to get traded, apparently that would just scratch him. That's what teams do now. Gavrikov being sat tonight, but he apparently won't sign an extension with a Canadian team. Chikrin is just never going to play hockey again. Um, so, yeah. Did you, see, <laughs> did you see the Elliot Freeman tweet today about Gavrikov and Chikrin? I think that's actually really interesting. So, he said today that Columbus has had interest in Chikrin before. So, what they think they might do is move Gavrikov to then acquire Chikrin. So I think something to keep in mind about Columbus is obviously they've been terrible this season. Yep. But let's also factor in the injuries they've had. and like Zach Wierenski's been out for more or less the whole year. Exactly. And like the goaltending hasn't lived up to what it was supposed to. Like this team was supposed to be a playoff team this season. So if they go they and spent get to the cap. Yeah. If they go and get Jacob Chikrin and add to that for the year after, they're a dangerous team in the East. Maybe yeah. get Bedard. Yeah, I guess yeah. Gavin said. And if you don't get Bedard, maybe you get someone else from this great draft class that is coming up anyway. Yeah. Again, a top five pick. Yeah, so. like if you get Fantilli or Lucas Carlson, you're not complaining. Braden Yeager, there's so yeah. many guys, yeah. This from Daniel Nugent Bowman of The Athletic, giving us some clarity on uh, what, I guess, didn't happen today. With no Oilers going on waivers, Kyler Yamamoto is ineligible to play tomorrow unless the Oilers make a trade. He looks ready to go and is itching to get back in there. If you, if he's healthy and you don't activate him, is that not like cap circumvention? I mean, I guess like the PA would probably rules. the PA. Someone from the NHLPA is probably going to be sent that tweet and go, huh? He wants yeah. to play. He's itching. He's healthy. And they're not playing him. You can only do that for so long, can't you? Like if he misses tomorrow's game, I think that's probably reasonable. But then if he's not back for the weekend, it's probably, okay. What are we doing? When are you figuring this out? That would be, I think the Oilers have very little time on this now. I would give them probably one more game. And then on Thursday, if we don't see somebody on waivers or maybe could Yamamoto technically go down to Bakersfield for a two-week conditioning stint? Could that be something that, or would his cap stay on? I don't really know how that works for him. I think he'd be okay. So maybe that's an option. I don't know. I'm just throwing some ideas out there, but they got to figure this out. Like mm-hmm. we said before, they've been waiting for this moment since Kane went down and we've all been like, all right, what do they do? And like, they got to figure something out here and it's got to be pull your, uh, pull your Fogo, right? To make it all work. <laughs> it's just nuts. <laughs> Bashing in the chat goes, so I know this hasn't been talked about yet, but stay with me here. Oilers trade for Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're having fun with it. Uh, Nick G, Duncan Keith shouldn't have retired. He was good. Duncan Keith doesn't retire. Vander Kane's no longer an oiler. So that's the trade-off you had to make. You couldn't afford Keith's, Keith's $5 million cap hit. Um, yeah, Tyler Mulek, Jackets get Bedard and suddenly they're nasty. Yeah, I mean, if you get Bedard and Chikrin like going into next year, I like that team a lot. Uh, Tyler Mulek, is Bertuzzi still an option? I would say yes. I also, I think Verana would be a sneaky pickup from the Red Wings if you're looking to just, again, 
get another scoring option in your top nine. If you could flip Pugliarvi for Verana at half retained, it's probably more appetizing to the Red Wings than buying out Jacob Verana at the end of the season because there wouldn't be a year of dead cap space. There'd just be a year of having to retain money on him. And if you're the Oilers, you get an option for two years. A guy who scores at a really, really impressive clip. It's a decent idea. Uh, We've also hit 200 concurrent viewers on YouTube. So if you're watching, make sure you hammer that like button again. Uh, Original Puzar, our CBA genius, says section 13.9 allows for an LTIR conditioning loan to determine fit to play. He stays on LTIR. Yamo would have to consent to it. Hmm. I don't know if Yamo would... If he's run to practice and hits, he might be like, I'm not going to Bakersfield. Play me. It's interesting. It's an interesting little crease in this whole thing. If if it yeah. works that way, it gives just gives you always a bit more time to get close to the deadline. Because when when is the deadline? March third. March third. Mm-hmm. Today today the fourteenth. Fourteenth. Valentine's Day, Me- people. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We didn't get each other anything. Nope. Didn't get anyone anything. Maybe we should have like shared a bottle of wine or something. God, that would have made the Carlson trade talk a little bit more <laughs> yeah. tolerable. Hey, <laughs> maybe that's what Kenny's doing. Glass of red, thinking about Carlson. Yeah, he's, like, he's a, yeah. Him and Brad do just grab a glass, talk about what they're thinking about. Well, it is Valentine's Day, so we're going to play a little matchmaker today, Liam. All right. In front of me, I have the top 15 names on Frank Cervalli's trade targets list, one through 15, and I have a matchmaker prediction for all 15 of them. Sounds like fun. Could be. Let's start. Aaron, give us that first five. Timo Meyer at number one, currently of the San Jose Sharks, the most valuable and realistic trade ship the San Jose Sharks have, Timo Meyer. Uh, my spot for him, I'm taking the chalk on this one. It's the New Jersey Devils. Um, they've had to sit there. Tom Fitzgerald has watched Tarasenko go to the Rangers, Horvat go to the Islanders. There's no way he can sit there and not take advantage of this Timo Meyer thing. I think he's a perfect fit for them. I think the Swiss connection between himself and Nico Heischer would be awesome. Timo Meyer to the Devils is my boy, is my pick. Do you think for Timo Meyer, there is a team that is not even in the playoffs that would acquire him because of the idea of him being an RFA and being able to do that? Like, call me crazy. What if St. Louis just got him? You replaced, yeah. you replaced Tarasenko with a young scoring winger. It's obviously going to cost you a little bit, but yep. you just got that extra first round pick. Could get another one Could coming for O'Reilly. One. Maybe that's what you do. Maybe that's what you do. You'd be like, hey, Timo, like, we're obviously not making the playoffs this year, but we also have Jordan Kyrie, Robert Tonos. And we're going to pay you. Other guys, and we're going to pay you all this money. I don't think that's a... I like the sound of uh, the New Jersey one because of the Nico Heesha, but yeah, maybe maybe that's an option. I don't have any mo- idea how much money they have. But. They only have a projected 14 and a half for next offseason. They got some guys. They, they're going to have to fill out a roster at yeah. some point. They have some expensive players too, like Shen, Buchnevich. Uh, sods over four mil. Kairu and Thomas have those matching $8.1 million deals. Their blue line is crazy expensive. I don't know if they can necessarily afford it. I think their core is kind of set. Um, I do think there's also a chance that someone, maybe like a Carolina, looks at Timo Meyer and says, Hey, yeah, we're going to get you for, we're giving up the first, the second, and the prospect to get you. And hey, we've no interest in signing you because that's not, you know, they might not have room for that. We've no interest in signing you. We're just going to flip your RFA rights at the draft for, a second rounder and a prospect get a little bit back. Yeah. But my pick for, for them is the New Jersey Devils. Up next is Ryan O'Reilly. My pick for Ryan O'Reilly. 
is no the Carolina Hurricanes. I think I think they could use the depth down the middle. Right now, this is a team with Stanley Cup aspirations who is running out Yasperi Kotkaniemi as their second line center. I just don't think that's that can't be a thing. If you want to be legit and you want to win a Stanley Cup, Yasperi Kotkaniemi is not your second line center. They have a first, a second, and a third this year. They have a first, two seconds, and a third next year. They got the draft pick capital. I know Don Waddell has been very hesitant to move things for rentals in the past, but at some point, you got to do something. And I think that's a perfect second line guy to insulate Sebastian Ajo. Do you think Carolina regrets that deal with Montreal about the, the office sheet? Yeah, probably. Because I don't think, I think you overpaid him. You had to give up picks for him, like the whole thing. But like a joke. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I like that one though. Ryan O'Reilly to Carolina. If number, he doesn't come to the others. Number three, Jacob Chikrin. I'm actually going to side with Elliot Friedman. I'm taking the Columbus Blue Jackets here. I think this is a GM who maybe wants to not throw in the white flag or wave the white flag totally on this season and let's like that's not me saying they're not going to make the playoffs but he's trying to build something positive there and i think just going into a deadline where you sell off a bunch of stuff doesn't do you any good at all this team added up a lot of pieces over the summer and recently but they still have all their first second and third round picks for the next three drafts and a bonus third rounder from calgary this year i think this is a deal that makes sense they need cost controlled assets as well Chikorin doesn't have any trade protection, so he can't veto a trade to Columbus. You'd have him for the next two years. I think this makes a ton of sense. If you can get a first for Gavrikov and then just flip two firsts and a prospect for Chikorin, you do it. If you're Columbus, they're my pick. Yeah, I think that's a good call. The LA one is interesting now because it seemed like he was just destined to go there over the Mm -hmm. weekend, but now there's the whole thing where they don't want to trade certain prospects for him. Vegas an option, maybe, for Chikorin? No, I think they want a forward. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I got a trade proposal in the chat for you. Yep. The Oilers should go after Kruger and Pareko and move Nurse Barry in the first. Thoughts? From from Bing Bong. Uh, no. Okay. Up next on the list is Patrick Kane. Liam, we just said the Vegas Golden Knights want to get a forward. That is my pick here. I think the Kane, uh, Kane and the Golden Knights are a perfect fit. You put them next to Jack Eichel. That looks dangerous. You have the money from Mark Stone going on LTIR. That lines up well. This team loves making big splashes. It's Vegas. The lights are bright. Showtime. Go get Showtime. Bring Patrick Kane to Vegas. It's just he just replaces Mark Stone. It makes too much sense. Yeah, it is. It feels like a really good fit. I mean, I would love him on the Oilers, but Vegas. I mean, it'd be tough to play against that guy. It would not be fun to yeah. deal with him and Eichel on the ice at the same time. No, it would not. It definitely would not. Number five on the list, Jonathan Taves. Wonder where he's going. You know where he's going. <laughs> Bring him home, Kenny. Jonathan Taves to the Edmonton Oilers just makes so much sense. It hurts. Yes, it's a perfect match. Thank you for that, Aaron. It it's perfect, man. The veteran centerman who's won Stanley Cups. The storyline of him him coming in and like it just feels so classic. Ken Holland NHL like. This guy teaches McDavid dry saddle. He pushes them over the hump. I think that narrative would be tired out and lame, but I could just see it all happening. This guy helps you win draws. This guy helps you on the PK. This guy's a good defensive centerman. I think he is a dream fit. I would go hard after him. I would too. And especially the value that's been circled around him being only maybe a second round pick. You get another team in, it's a third or a fourth. Like mm-hmm. It just kind of adds up for the perfect value player to help this team. He's a Obviously, a veteran who's won three Stanley Cups. How many gold medals does he have? Two? Mm-hmm. Why would you not win that guy? He scored the other day against the others, too. Yep. And how about this? Here's how everything works out perfectly. All right. 
How could this go wrong? To Chicago, you give a second round pick for uh, for Jonathan Taves. Okay. It's a decent return for them. I actually have a feeling they might not get a lot more. I think his illness is kind of quieting a lot of the trade talk around and maybe hurting his value. But you're giving up a second. Maybe you throw in a small piece in there too. Okay. But before you get Taves, they send him to Arizona. Ooh. They keep a chunk of money and give you a retained Shane Goss to spare. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Well, hmm. Hmm. Huh? interesting. Huh? Why not? <laughs> just a quick break you guys are speculating in the chat that maybe ken holland forgot to wave yes today i mean it's always an option ah, you never know he's in there he's like 11 55 he's like what did i have to do he's like got the dry cleaning went to the rink for morning skate what else and he's like ah well whatever uh, all, all right of a sudden he just bursts out of his seat over lunch yeah. he's like oh i forgot to do it he did forget to sign that one prospect that was like always kind of the fun <laughs> rumor, but yeah. Uh, all right, Jonathan Davis, I've come to the Oilers. The next batch of five, we start with Jake McCabe, who the LA Kings will miss out on Jacob Chikrin, and they will not want to miss out on anyone else. I think they go get Jake McCabe. He's got that no trade clause. That's probably going to prevent him from going to most of the Canadian teams. We've kind of heard Toronto is the only one he's open to, um, but I'm going to say that won't even be an issue. The Hawks flip him to the LA Kings and they get back not only a pick, but one of those righties in the Kings system, like a Sean Walker. Do then the Kings will then overpay for Jake McCabe if they miss out on Chikrin just so they don't miss out on both? It just, it makes sense yeah. to me as a guy who, again, he's pretty young. He could still grow along with your core. It's not going to take too much to get him. And the Kings have some right shot pieces they can move off for picks or maybe in the deal. And they'll view McCabe as a clear upgrade. I like that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Vladislav Gavrikov, I have him going to the Boston Bruins. It's a little bit of like an off-the-board kind of pick, I think, because we haven't heard it connected a lot. But that Bruins team looks great in terms of their forward core. Pavel Zaka's having a good year as a depth piece. We know how good their high end is. I actually don't think they want to add another forward. Pasternak, Marchand, Hall, Coyle, Zaka, Bergeron, Krejci. They have eight really good players in that kind of top six, top nine on the blue line. I think they could use just another option down there. They got some pieces they could maybe sacrifice in a deal as well. I like Gavrikov to Columbia or to Boston. I have an interesting name to go with a team to go with Gavrikov. Yep. What about Washington? I'm just thinking the Russian, if they could sign him, maybe he'll resign. If we just spoke about how they have no defenseman signed for next yeah, season. They don't. Maybe get ahead of the game a little bit. They got about three and a half million in cap space. I think I just read. Seems like the kind of, might spot work. he'd sign in too, yeah. right? Like, and coming up, they have some good young Russians as well. The guy like uh, Alexeyev, right? Yeah, hmm. it's an interesting spot. I feel like Washington will want to do something. Same with Pittsburgh yeah. if they can figure out some money, which might be tough. But yeah, Washington's that. got a little bit of cap available. I don't hate that one at all. Yeah, Tyler Mulek says DeBrusque will be back for the playoffs for Boston too. So boom, their top nine's full. I don't think they need a forward. And you're you got the last dance vibes, right? You don't want to leave that group without something at the deadline. So go get Gavrikov. Won't disrupt you at all. Can eat some hard minutes. Uh, next up, Ivan Barbashev. I have him going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they could use some depth. I think they're a team like the Oilers that wants to get a little bit harder to play against. Uh, he has a very manageable cap hit. I think Ivan Barbashev is a guy that fits in well. There would give him some size in their top nine. Yeah, I think that's a it's a good fit. It's a very good fit. Um, I mean, if they're waving Wayne Simmons today, maybe this could even happen sooner rather than later. Hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, number ten, John Klingberg, the guy that really nobody wants because he's having a bad season and he's incredibly overpaid. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say there's one kind of contending team, Liam, who has 
a lot of cap space. And it's the Winnipeg Jets. Interesting. And I look at Klingberg, right? Seven million bucks. He's a guy who has experience playing either side, but he's a right shot D-man. You look at the Jets and kind of how they line up on the right side of things. The fact that they could, they won't be able to stomach his full $7 million cap hit, but like Klingberg at 50% retained is not really an issue for them at all. And I look at that blue line, he would slot in pretty nicely there. They got Pionk, DeMello, and Schmidt, but you could always flip one of those guys over to the other side. I don't know. Maybe Kevin Sheveldayoff wants to do something, and that feels like a, look, we got a name brand and didn't have to pay a name brand price. Yeah, you kind of, if you're the Anaheim Ducks, you're probably saying, uh, like, was this a mistake? Did we make an error sign-in? Probably. This <laughs> just not worked out. But yeah, Winnipeg, one of the top teams in the West, mm. too. So Klingberg has stuff to offer, of course. Yeah. So he's not like a bad asset. I just wouldn't trade probably a first for him, to be honest. I skipped number eight, Brock Besser, by accident. All right. Well, give it to us. Pittsburgh Penguins for Brock Besser. I think it'll be tough for them to make the money work, obviously. But listen. You signed Malkin, you signed Latang, you doubled down on your aging core. Why sit there now and stop going all in? You're in for a penny, you're yeah. in for a pound. Go get Brock Besser. He's got a little bit of term. He's a little bit young. They went out and moved a bunch for Ricard Raquel last season. I think this is a guy you could throw in Kasperi Kapanen. You could maybe even find a taker for Brian Dumoulin and just get a lower end D-man to add to this thing because Dumoulin's a pending UFA. You could get rid of the cap space and you could you can make this work. You have a first, second, and third rounder this year. I don't think Besser is going to like cost this absurd amount. Like he's not a first plus plus or anything like that. And I think you know could maybe rejuvenate that forward group a little bit. He's a he's one of those players that's kind of been on there for a while, hasn't he? But just kind of fallen down and forgotten a little bit. But he's obviously a very good player. So mm -hmm. I think yeah, inject some more youth in a way to that Pittsburgh lineup and. Like you said, like they've already gone in with all these veterans that they have anyway. For as long as Crosby and Malkin are there, they should be trying to win again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think Bess is a Bess would be a nice fit there, especially if they can move those pieces. Did Besser, did Barbashev, did Klingberg? Next up is Sam Lafferty. You're telling me there's a good top nine player on a cost-controlled, very cheap deal? It's the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, just write it up. Do the deal yeah. already. It's happening. You know it. You know it's happening. Um, yeah, I just... That makes a lot of sense. Oilers fans would be absolutely furious if Tampa Bay went and did that again. Yeah, probably. Why didn't Ken Holland do it? Even though... What do they have for picks? I see you're on their page right now. Uh, they have no first for the next two years, no second this year. Then they have everything else. They have a third the this year and Chicago's fourth next year. There you go. Done. Yeah, Sam Lafferty. Good deal. They could give Chicago back the fourth round. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 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 And it's probably that fourth because it's probably going to be high next year almost acts as a second third because it could be like... You know, sure. right at the end of that round, that third is almost, or that fourth is almost as valuable as Tampa's third that year. And sorry, at fifty percent is one point one is what yeah. is that right? So they currently have seven hundred nineteen k in cap space. But Chicago's willing to keep a little, or, it out or you, you just wave someone. Yeah. yeah, Lafferty to the Lightning makes a lot of sense. Number thirteen, Matt Dumba on Frank's list. Can I say this one? Sure, untradeable. Matt Dumba? I don't think he gets moved. I think he's the one player on my list. I was kind of thinking about it. Like, who won't get moved off this list? There's always someone. Mm. I think Dumba would be my guy. Hmm. I, clear, I can see that is not your take on this one. Too. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs should go get him. You're going to have to move out some salary. It'll be tough to do. There's a lot of hoops to jump through. 
but I don't think he's long for the wild. I could see them wanting to cash in. He'd give the Leafs a little bit of bite on their back end. He's better than a lot of the righties they've been rolling over recently. I like Dumba. Dumba to the Leafs. I wonder if his money is just the issue. Yeah, and it, I think it'd be tough to get Minnesota. You know, they got to keep half or take back some contracts or whatever you need to do. Get a third-party broker involved there. But I just don't think Dean Evison likes him. I yeah. he's scratching him. He's calling him out. Like, why don't you don't want that lingering? Just move him. Don't let it be a problem. Don't let it be a distraction. Hmm? There you go. And then you know what the Minnesota Wild do because they've just traded Matt Dumba. Go ahead. They go get Luke Shen from the Vancouver Canucks, and they yeah. add, uh, you know. Maybe older, but a physical D-man who can give you solid minutes. He's cheaper, fits into their cap. It's probably a little more stomachable if you need to keep two million bucks of Dumba to go get a dirt cheap option in Luke Shen. Maybe Vancouver keeps half of that and he's just remarkably cheap. Give a pick to get him. And I don't think you're losing that much if you're the Minnesota Wild, at least from your perspective, because you don't like Dumba. (laughs) Yeah. And the last name I had on here is uh, James Van Riemsdyk. Um, I think I was actually looking at one of Frank's old trade targets list because some of the names are uh, all flip-flopped around and whatnot. But anyways, uh, James Van Riemsdyk at number 15. I skipped over Pugliarvi. We can touch on that in a second. James Van Riemsdyk, Calgary Flames. They need scoring help and they need it bad. James Van Riemsdyk in terms of the scoring wingers on the market won't cost you as much as a lot of other names. But what does this guy do when he's healthy? He scores 20, 20 25 goals a year. Oh, hum. Got some size to him as well. Moves pretty well. I could see him being a really nice fit in Calgary. Maybe he's the guy you even look to extend in the offseason. Yeah, I think JVR has been just a good NHL player for a while. Like you said, when he's actually playing his game, mm-hmm. he's a very good scorer in the league. Yep. I saw a lot of rumors around Minnesota having some interest in him. I think Elliot Freeman might have been the one that said that one. So, yeah, I think that one makes uh, makes some sense for sure. Uh, Ryan says you skipped Eric Carlson too. What was the 30 minutes we spent on Eric Carlson to start the show? Not enough for you. <laughs> I have no prediction. It's Edmonton or he's staying in San Jose. So, uh, my Tyler Mu- is San Jose. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Uh, Tyler Mulek says JVR Besser to the flames. I think that makes a lot of sense. JVR is also a Sutter guy. That's an interesting note that I didn't even, uh, I didn't even think of. Yeah, there you go. Those are my 15 predictions for the 15 names on Frank's board. Pugliarvi, you want a Pugliarvi prediction? Anaheim Ducks. There you go. I don't I don't care. Yep, that's a, <laughs> that's a really fair take. What are your Valentine's Day plans with the missus? Uh, making pizza. Oh, you're homemade. You're going to try to do it in like a heart shape? Nope. What's the dough plan when you make pizza at home? I pre-made dough. <laughs> But like, are you just buying like those generic, like flat little like carbon things or do you go get the dough? I, so here's the thing. So my girlfriend's sister, her husband is Italian. Girlfriend's sister's husband. Okay. So we made homemade pizza at their house once and he like, he's got this dough spinning on his finger and everything. Like it is perfect. And I thought to myself, I was like, I can never, ever top that. I'm just not going to try. Like I'm not going to You can do. Um, I, there's one of those like little Italian centers by my house in St. Aubrey. One by me too. They sell, it's like two bucks and it's a little plastic thing with dough there. Oh, so, so I just got to roll it out. Yeah. Like you just got to stretch it. So like, get it, put it in a little like metal bowl and let it rise for like an hour. Yeah. And then use that. Oh, trust me, dude. It's way better. Okay. Well, maybe that's an idea. Andrea won't be home until six. So I got some time. You got to time. And, and when you go there too, right? You go in, they got the deli. So you can get some like good fresh meats. Oh. They have a good branded uh pizza sauce good cheese like you can you can get it all there trust italian center 
If you guys have been to Antoine before, it is a fantastic little place. Yeah. Nice cafe there mm-hmm. too. Hundred percent. Get a slice. Or if you're looking for, let's say you know you're not a connection. Hello, can you still hear us? No. Uh, no, I think we're good now. If you're not as motivated as Liam, you're like, I don't, come on, I just want to go get some good food that I don't have to cook. Montana's is where you should be heading tonight. Do you know, actually, it's funny you say Montana's. So as people know, I, I go for cheesecake on Wednesdays. You're a cheesecake guy, yeah. Cheesecake Wednesday kind of guy. Won't be able to go this week because I'll be on Oilers Nation after dark. However, Rip. my friend said to me, no, Montana's has all you can on Wednesdays. He's like, why do we go out for wings when we can go for all you can eat ribs? I was like, hey, Makes sense. If you want to go, mm-hmm. good for me. I'll go. If you want to win $100 to Montana's, you can head to Oilers Nation and uh, Oilers Nation Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We got a contest. You need to go to Montana's. You need to snap a pic. It's a little bit of work involved here. Whoa, that was weird. I don't know what's going on. I think, I think the internet is telling us we need to wrap up the show, but I really don't want to. Um, Montana's $100 gift card up for grabs on our socials. So shout out to Montana's also shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford. The giant tomorrow is finally another Sherwood Ford giant game day. Also uh, star mechanical who Frank Cervalli tomorrow will be on brought to you by star mechanical. Frank Cervalli has a new article up right now. Liam Tyler Mulek said we should all read it together. He did his own playing love doctor Ooh. deadline matchmaker. Ready for this? Here we go. You read that? No. Oh, he's teasing. He's teasing. Head to dailyfaceoff.com for the full article. Patrick Kane, Edmonton Oilers. Oh, boy. Borgo, Pugliarvi, a second and a fifth. That's Frank's gift to me on Valentine's Day. Thank you, Frank. (laughs) Timo Meyer to the Canes. He's got Lawson Kraus to the Devils along with Carol Vamelka. Vlad Gavrikov, he said the Bruins. (sighs) Hell yeah. I feel so validated. (laughs) Uh, He says Barbashev to the Jets, O'Reilly to the Stars, Chikrin to the Kings for two first, Jordan Spence and Cal Peterson. He's got more. Dailyfaceoff.com. Who else does Frank have going to the Oilers? Go check out his article. Give it a read. Give it a read. He's on the show tomorrow, too, so we're going to grill him on that Patty Kane thing. Spicy. Should we do Betway quickly? Yes, we should. All right, Aaron, bring it up. Cha-ching. Okay. Liam, your picks. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> My picks. How could I go anywhere else but to the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Carlson, with both picks. <laughs> These are actually legit picks. The two points, he's hit this in three of his last four. Plus 155. Okay. And I know the shot prop isn't that juicy, but he's also hit that in three straight games over two and a half. Why not? If you want to stick on a San Jose theme, like I'm sure we'll all be watching that game tonight against the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins. Our boy Gavin said, um, Timo Meyer, his shot prop is four and a half. Shooting from the parking lot. Even money is hitting what, Aaron? Four straight games? Three straight games. I called him Aaron. Gavin. Sorry. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> There you have it, folks. Betway bets are there. I went two and all last night. I went almost perfect in my Super Bowl bet. So maybe I'm hot right now. Maybe I'm hot right now. I don't mind it. I like taking, I have a shot prop parlay that is Taylor Radish of the Hawks and Nicholas Backstrom in Washington. Pace plus 143. Play them together. They're both at one and a half. Also, the over in uh, Montreal and Chicago. I've been good with my over unders recently. So I'm hammering the Habs Hawks over. There you go. (laughs) People. People have noticed I brought up Carlson again in the chat. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, man, we had a lot of viewers today. This was a good show. Yes, thank you, everybody. Good show. Good show. Show to shirt for the giant Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Mm-hmm. Star Mechanical. Montana's.
and Sports Closet. Live from the Sports Closet studio, we were live for almost an hour, and we got Oilers Nation Radio to do on today's edition of the show. Thank you so much for participating and tuning in. Frank Saravalli and Jay for a giant pregame show tomorrow. It's going to be loaded. You won't want to miss it. Talk to you at noon mountain time, everybody. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.